What's up tribe? This is coach Nadine. I'm going to be going through your group class programming for the week of December 5th through December 10th. Before I get into everything, we are kicking off our um, antagonist strength program starting this week. We did do a podcast on it last week. So if you haven't listened to that, I would definitely go ahead and either listen to it first or listen to it right after this podcast. Um, It does go a little bit more in detail about the strength work, about what we're really going to be focusing on, how the sessions are going to be structured and all that fun stuff. Um, And we do go through the first work out which is on Monday December 5th a little bit more in detail on that podcast so if you want to learn just more about it have just a better idea of what's really going to be going on and just like I said overall the purpose behind everything definitely go listen to that podcast Um, I'll go over things a little bit more um, as well on this but that'll just overall provide you a lot more information Um, we are going to be starting class each day with a midline piece so a core workout so either just one movement or a combination of movements so throughout the week you're going to hit all different parts of your core and this is going to help not only strengthen obviously your core um, but also strengthen your upper and lower body movements um, because obviously if the core is stronger you're going to be able to lift more weight move more efficiently and just the body is going to work better together in general um The other thing too that I just want to kind of touch on is each day that we have the strength program, there are going to be three different options for it. So there's going to be a max strength option, a hypertrophy option, and a rehab and endurance option. I'm going to go over the um, kind of how each one kind of differs um, for the workouts this week. But if you want, if you want to learn more about each one specifically um, and what the difference is between max strength and, and hypertrophy and rehab and endurance, um, then just go listen to the antagonist muscle group programming podcast that we put out last week. All right. Let's just jump right into everything. So Monday, December 5th, we are starting with midline. So it is going to be three sets of 30 pike over to max pike hold with a one minute rest in between your sets. There is going to be a 10 minute time cap or a 10 minute window to complete this. Um, You should be able to complete all three sets within the minute just to kind of keep class on track, though. It is going to be a 10 minute time cap or window to complete the three sets in. Then we are going to move on to our first um, superset for lower body. So it is going to be three supersets of split squats and hamstring sliders. So for the split squats, instead of doing like a lunge where you're stepping forward or stepping back and then bringing the feet together each set, you're going to stay in or each rep, you're going to stay in that split stance position and you're focusing on just going straight down, straight up with that back leg or leading with that back leg. For max strength, it is going to be six reps on each leg with a three-second eccentric lowering, and you're going to be using dumbbells, holding dumbbells by the sides, and each set, so again, there's three sets of this, you are going to be increasing your dumbbell load. So first set, you can start with something pretty easy, second set, go a little bit harder or go a little bit heavier, and then that third set should be pretty much as heavy as you can possibly go for those six reps on each leg. For the hypertrophy option, it is going to be eight reps on each leg with a three-second eccentric, and you're using the same dumbbell load across all of your sets. Um, So for the hypertrophy, obviously, the reps are a little bit higher, but you're looking at more of a moderate weight, obviously, because there's a little bit more reps in that. Um, And then the rehab and endurance option is 12 each side partial reps. So partial reps is more so like a pulse. Um, but it, the range of motion is going to kind of vary person to person. So if you're someone that has difficulty really feeling the quads working in the movement, or you're someone that has like a knee injury or something like that, this would be a good option for you. So basically you're really only going to go as low as you can 
and maintaining good position and feeling the quad engage. If you get to a point where your stability gets kind of wonky or you're just not really feeling the movement quite as much, then you're not going to, you're going to stop pretty much right before that point and then come back up and basically do two kind of pulse, 12 kind of pulsing reps on each leg. We are going to be supersetting the split squats with hamstring sliders. So when I say superset, it means that there's really just no rest in between the two movements. You're going to do the split squats on each leg, then go directly into the hamstring sliders, then you can rest afterwards. So with the hamstring sliders for the max strength option it is going to be 20 rower seat hamstring curls. You're going to have your heels up on a rower and you're going to be holding in the top of a glute bridge. So all 20 reps you are holding in the top of a glute bridge. The hips don't come down to the ground really at any time. Um, so 20 of those for the max strength option, the hypertrophy option, you are doing 20 bilateral sliders. So you are on the ground on this one, the heels are on sliders on the ground, you are going to still be holding up in that glute bridge, extending all the way out. Pretty much you're, you're going to keep a slight bend in the knees at that full extension. Um, just because you don't want to completely lose tension on the hamstrings, you want to keep as much tension as possible the entire time, but it's going to be double leg, extend out, curl back in. And then the rehab endurance option is 20 each side, glute bridge, unilateral slider. So um, just kind of taking the bilateral slider, you're still holding up in that glute bridge, but instead of working both legs at the same time for 20 reps, you are doing 20 reps on one leg and then 20 on the other leg. You're going to rest two minutes in between your sets, and then you'll go back up to the split squats and repeat that three times. So um, for this as well, with if you're doing, um, you don't have to do, for example, if you're someone that wants to focus on hypertrophy, you don't need to do the hypertrophy option for both movements. You can kind of mix and match. So say you're someone that has really, really strong quads, you're really good at doing any type of squats or lunges or anything like that, but your hamstrings are pretty weak and you have difficulty activating them, then you can go for the max strength option or the hypertrophy option for the split squats and then go for either the hypertrophy or the rehab and endurance for the hamstring sliders. You don't have to do the same... Um, kind of section for both movements. All right, once we finish that up, there is going to be a 15 minute window to complete this in just to kind of keep everything on track for the class. Once we finish that up, you're going to be going into our next set of movements. So it's going to be four supersets for this one of front squats and heel elevated deadlifts. So the rep scheme is going to stay the same across all of um, the, the different options. So for max strength, hypertrophy, and rehab and endurance, the rep scheme stays the same. Um, but I would say the equipment option should differ from each one. Um, so for the front squats, set one, you are doing 15 um, front squats, and then you're following that directly with 15 heel elevate, elevated deadlifts. Rest two minutes in between your sets, then you're going to go 12 front squats, 12 heel elevated deadlifts, rest two minutes, 10 front squats, 10 heel elevated deadlifts, rest two minutes. And then the last set is 10 front squats with an isometric hold at the bottom position. And then 10 heel elevated deadlifts with an isometric hold on that last rep too. And then you're all done with that. For both of those movements, as the reps decrease, we want to be increasing weight. Um, and this is going to be the same for max strength, hypertrophy, and rehab and endurance. So generally, based on really anything that you're focusing on, as reps decrease, you would naturally be able to, to increase the load. So the set of 15 for each movement, um, you can go at more of a light to moderate weight. Um, when the reps decrease down to 12, you can add a little bit of weight on. Same thing when they decrease down to 10, add a little bit more weight. And then you can probably add a little bit more for that last set of 10 because it really is your last one. Typically, you will have a little bit left in the tank um, on that. So, And if you don't have anything left in the tank and you really can't go up, then you can stay with that same weight for that last set of 10. Um, 
For this, you don't have to use the same equipment for both movements. So for example, if you're someone that struggles with your front rack mo mobility um, using a barbell, then you can use two dumbbells, two kettlebells for the front squat, and then you can use a barbell for the heel elevated deadlifts. Same thing um, if you're someone that has lower back pain, but you're pretty good with the front squat, you can go with the barbell for the front squat, but go with a single kettlebell or two dumbbells for the heel elevated deadlifts. Um, with those heel elevated deadlifts, it's like it sounds, your heels are gonna be elevated up on plates, but this is gonna do it. Is it, you're still gonna get um, the glutes and the hamstrings working, but it's also gonna push some of the focus onto the quads because you're obviously loading toward the front part of the body. So just something to kind of keep in mind with that movement. When we finish that up, we're just going to go through a little bit of a cool down. So there's not going to be a cardio piece on this day, um, just because there is obviously a lot of work that we're doing. Even though we're not doing a cardio piece, though, you're still going to get the heart rate up. Typically, when we are doing those supersets, it's like if you were to do a barbell-based workout, you're getting your heart rate up, but you're not doing any type of true cardio movement. So it's going to be the same type of feeling um, heart rate-wise as we're going through this. With that cool down, and this is pretty much how all of the cool downs are going to go each day, we're going to have a list of a bunch of different stretches. We're not going to have time frame time frames hooked up to them. Um, you can kind of just pick and choose which two sweat, two stretches, one to three stretches that are best suited for you and kind of do them for the time frame that you feel is necessary for your body. All right, moving on to December 6th. On Tuesday, we are starting again with midline. So it is going to be three rounds of 10 each side, kettlebell windmills with a three-second eccentric. So these are standing, and you have that kettlebell up overhead, kicking the hip out, and then reaching that other hand down toward the ground. We want to keep the legs as straight as we can on this one, but it is going to be a three-second eccentric um, to really focus on controlling the movement on the way down. You're looking up at that kettlebell the entire time, too, and this is just going to help with stability. Then you're going to kind of pair that with 15 each side, banded pal-off presses, so you're going to be standing with a band hooked onto the upright. You want to have a little bit of tension on that, almost feeling like that band is trying to pull you toward the upright. And the focus of this is that you're engaging the core. So you're fighting the band, trying to pull you toward the upright. You're trying to keep the hips square um, and trying to press straight out, fully locking out the elbows and then controlling that back in. You will see that there is a tempo for this too. So it is going to be a press out, two second pause at full extension, and then a two second control back in. So the focus of that is that you're engaging the core in those moments, not just trying to move through this as fast as we can, um, but you're really trying to control it and slow it down so it forces the core to engage just a little bit more. You're gonna rest one minute in between your sets and you're gonna go through that for three rounds. When we finish this up, we have an endurance workout. So it is gonna be 13 minutes on, three minutes off for a total of two rounds. You're gonna be rotating through 26 or 13 on each side, slider mountain climbers, 30 bench dips, 26 or 13 on each side, slider curtsy lunges, and then a 300 meter row. The 300 meter row should be taking about one to one and a half minutes in duration, so you can definitely adjust the distance if you need to. And you're gonna be continuing to rotate through that as many times as you can within the 13 minutes. When the 13 minutes is up, you're gonna stop where you are, rest three minutes, and then you are actually going to restart on that second round. The goal of this is that you're having sustainable pacing across all of the rounds and trying to match or beat your score from 
from round one on round two. So we're not looking to try and like blow our brains out on that first set. You're trying to go at a pace that you know you could do for a longer period of time than 13 minutes. So I would say if this was a workout that you were doing for like 30 minutes and you wanted to try and maintain the same pace across all of the rounds, that's how I would approach this. You wanna be able to recover within the three minutes so you can push the same intensity or increase that intensity toward the end of the 13 minutes on that second round. When we finish that up, we're going to go through a little bit of a cool down. Again, there's going to be four movements lift, listed. Um, for that cool down, you don't have to do all of them. You can just pick the ones that are best suited for you and do them for the time frames that your body really needs. All right, moving on to Wednesday. This is December 7th. We're starting with, with midline. So three rounds. We are going to be going through 12 each side quadruped knee to elbow to a donkey kick and then 20 elevator, elevator sit-ups. You're going to be resting one minute in between each set or between your rounds. Again, there's a 10-minute window to complete all of this. Um, that should be plenty of time, but again, we're just putting 10 minutes to it to keep everything on track. Once we finish that up, we are going to move on to our upper body day. So again, the lower body days are on Monday. Upper body days are on Wednesday right now, and it's going to stay Monday and Wednesday for the strength movements or for the strength workouts. So we have two different supersets. So for the first one we are doing, or I guess two different um, kind of, I guess, pairs of movements. So for the first one, we have four supersets, and it is going to be push-ups for the first one and then bent over rows. So for the push-ups, for the max strength option, the or for the max strength option, um, we kind of have increased the difficulty of the skill. So if you're pretty good at doing just regular plain push-ups, you're good at maintaining um, full range of motion, controlling the movement straight down, straight up, all that fun stuff, then it's time to increase the difficulty of the movement in order to get stronger. So the options are to elevate the feet or go into a pikes or box a pike or box pike push-ups. So with this one, it is going to be four reps with a five-second pause at 90 degrees with the elbows. So if the feet are elevated up on a box, you're still maintaining a really tight position or a straight line position with the body. Um, and you're only going to about 90 degrees, pausing for five seconds with the elbows, and then pressing straight up. With the uh, pike or the box pike push-ups, you, so if you think of box pike walkout when you have the feet or not the feet, the hands walked in toward the box, that would be your starting position for the pike or box pike push-ups. So you're loading the shoulders way more by pushing more of your body weight over the hands. And then from there, we'll go over this a little bit more in class, but you almost, as you come down into that push-up, you want to think about kind of driving the body forward and creating a tripod um, with the hands and the forehead. So instead of trying to drive the forehead down straight in between the hands, you want to think about driving forward. So you're touching down with the forehead about like maybe five, six inches in front of the hands, maybe a little bit more. Um, the elbows should be staying nice and tight to the body. And then you're pressing up, pushing the head through the hands as you come up. Again, it is a five second hold at 90 degrees. So for this one, you're not actually going to try and get the forehead to touch down and then come up. We're only going to go to about 90 degrees with the elbows, hold there for five seconds, press up. And then again, as you come up, you're locking out the arms, pushing the head through the shoulders at the top of that. For the hypertrophy option, it is going to be 12 reps with a two second hold at 90 degrees with the elbows. So these are regular pushups. You're not elevating the feet up on anything. You're just doing it from the feet on the ground 
controlling down, holding at 90 degrees with the elbows for two seconds, pressing up. You can also do this from the knees as well. You could do this with um, kind of a bar on the rack or a band supporting the hips, really any variation that kind of puts you in the best position for your pushups. And then for the rehab and endurance option, it is six push-up reps with a 10 second, 90 degree hover. So again, could be push-ups from the knees, push-ups with the bar in the rack, could be push-up full range of motion push-ups. This is probably a good option for someone that is trying to rebuild their push-up strength um, or their movement due to any type of shoulder injury or anything like that, as long as you can do the movement safely. So again, six reps, you're gonna hold at 90 degrees for 10 seconds and then press up. Once you finish up your set of push-ups, whatever, whatever variation you're doing, you're going to directly, you will go directly into um, bent over rows. So for the max strength option, you're using barbell, dumbbell, or kettlebells, and it is going to be 10 reps with a two-second hold of the top. So when you do that hold of the top, that dumbbell, um, not that dumbbell, the barbell, dumbbells, kettlebells, whatever you're using, should be touching the ribs. So two-second hold of the top, pinching the shoulder blades back and down, and then control that all the way down. I would say if there is a barbell option for... Um, I, I, I would say for the max strength, using a barbell would probably be your best option because you're going to be able to lift the heaviest with a barbell. Um, if you just feel the movements more using dumbbells or kettlebells, then you can definitely do that instead and you can still go pretty heavy on those. For the hypertrophy option, it is 15 to 20 fast reps at full range of motion. So fast reps just means that you're um, not doing this specifically at a tempo. You're just trying to keep as much time under tension as possible for um, the movement but you should still be getting full range of motion. So fast rep doesn't mean that you're doing these partial reps um, that you see kind of just like gym bros doing. So you still want to be getting that bar to touch the ribs and then controlling that all the way down to full extension with the arms. And then for the rehab and endurance option it is 10 partial reps with a max effort hold at the top. And you do want to cap it at one minute on that max effort hold. You're going to rest one to two minutes in between your sets and then you're going to go right back to the top with those push-ups. The next um, set of movements that we have it, it is three supersets, and you are doing inverted rows and banded punches. So for the inver inverted rows, you would have a barbell in the rack, um, and basically you, you would be underneath the barbell. So for the max strength option, it is going to be feet elevated, inverted rows, and you're doing five reps with a three-second eccentric. So this is very similar to a ring row. You're just obviously not using rings. Your hands are on a barbell. Um, it is going to change the movement a little bit more. I think this one hits the lats a lot more than the rings do just because of the hand position. So the hand position on the barbell, your palms are going to be facing away from you. With the rings, typically we bring the palms facing neutral or facing in toward each other. So it is going to kind of change the muscle group that you're targeting just slightly. So again, with the max strength, the feet are going to be elevated five reps with a three-second eccentric. So you want to be trying to keep the legs pretty straight on this one. Your glutes are going to stay squeezed. Hips are high the entire time. With the hypertrophy option, it is 12 fast reps at full range of motion. So again, fast reps doesn't mean that you're like partial repping any of the movements. You're still getting the chest to touch the bar. That's another thing too for all of the movements. You do want your chest to actually touch the barbell. So if you can't get the chest to touch the bar, you either need to lower the bar down a little bit or you need to walk the feet back probably walk the feet back. It's going to put you at just a better body angle. So you're not having to pull up quite as much of your body weight. Um, and then for the hypertrophy option, you are not elevating the feet. So the feet are flat on the ground or the heels are on the ground with the legs extended. Glutes are still squeezed. Hips are high the entire time. And then for the rehab and endurance option, it is 10 partial reps with a 15 second top hold. So, or to a 15 second top hold. So the 10 partial reps would be about elbows to 90 degrees. Um, 
or we could do from 90 degrees, chest touches the bar back down to 90 degrees. So it really kind of depends on where you are weakest in your horizontal pulling. So if you're someone that has trouble activating your scaps, then going from full extension to 90 degrees with the elbows back down is going to be your best bet. Typically, the scaps kind of tend to disengage as we go a little bit further into the movement. So if you're someone that does have that issue, do the, do partial reps from full extension to 90 degrees with the elbows. If you're someone that is pretty good at engaging the scaps, but then you get weaker as you continue to pull, then we can start from 90 degrees, pull up so the chest touches the bar, control back down to 90 degrees. And then on that last rep, you're holding 15 seconds at the top with the chest touching the bar and then controlling it all the way back down to full extension. Once you finish up the inverted rows, you are going directly into banded punches. So it, for max strength, it is going to be, or you're going to be using a green band and it is five reps with a two second out and then two second in. So it is going to be a two second punch out two second control back in. And you wanna focus on as you're punching forward, you're really trying to engage the pec. So what I like to focus on is almost thinking about my pec, almost kind of, if my hand, this this might sound weird, if my hand were a pec, were, were my pec muscle, as I punch forward, my hand is slowly closing up into a fist. And then as I'm coming back, my hand is slowly opening back up. Sounds a little weird. That's kind of just like my visual that I typically think of whenever I'm doing any type of punching or chest press type movement. Um, For the hypertrophy option or for the max strength option, you would be using a green band for this. For the hypertrophy option, you would be using a green or a red band really just depends on your um, kind of horizontal pushing strength. And it is going to be 20 reps on each side. And then for the rehab or endurance option, it is a red band and it is 15 to 20 reps. Um, for that movement. You're going to rest one to two minutes in between your sets, and then you go right back up to the inverted rows. For the cool down, we have a bunch of upper body um, and kind of thoracic spine stretches. They're all listed out. Again, there's no specific time frames for them, and you don't have to do all the movements. So pick one to three of them, depending on how much time we have left in class um, to complete, and then you can do them for the time frames that you feel is most suited for your body. All right, moving on to Thursday. This is this is December 8th. We're starting off with midline, so three rounds with a 10-minute window. You are doing 10 each side standing dumbbell or kettlebell oblique. Oh, my God. 10 each side standing dumbbell or kettlebell oblique crunches with a three-second eccentric. So you're holding a dumbbell or kettlebell by the side. What I like to focus on is kind of dropping my shoulder down, bringing the kettlebell or dumbbell slightly behind the body, thinking about trying to crunch the side that the dumbbell or kettlebell is on and stretching the opposite oblique, engaging the opposite oblique as you come up back to your standing position. So three second eccentric down and then fast crunch up. You're going to pair that with 10 tall kneeling barbell rollouts. We'll go over this a lot more in class. It'll make a lot more sense. Um, And then you are going to be doing, and then you're going to be resting one minute in between all of your sets. When we finish that up, we are going into a power workout. So it is going to be five minutes on, one minute off for three sets. You are doing five box jumps, 10 ball slams, and 15 barbell snatches, and you will be picking up where you left off each round. So for those box jumps, if you're someone that is pretty good at this movement, feels pretty comfortable with box jumps, you can definitely go a little bit higher than you typically would um, for a set of like 15 box jumps on this workout. So if you're someone that's pretty comfortable using a 20 inch box, this would be a good day to kind of go up into using a 24, 30 inch box, something like that. If you're someone that typically jumps on a 16 inch box, you feel pretty good with that. You can go ahead and 
and pile some plates on and just increase that height a little bit. With the 10 ball slams, you can probably go at a moderate to slightly challenging weight. The 10 should be unbroken every time. Um, so you don't want it to be something that you're going to be getting hung up on and you are going to be going right into barbell snatches. So kind of keep that in mind too, when you are choosing your weight with those barbell snatches, this should be a lightweight. The 15 reps could, should be unbroken or broken up into two sets. So you could go with, um, an eight, seven to kind of break that up, but you really shouldn't be doing like sets of five on this. So you shouldn't be breaking it up more than once on those snatches. So looking to go with something pretty light that you can still handle well under fatigue. And then once you finish up those snatches, you're going to go right back up to the top with those box jumps. Again, you're going to go for five, five minutes as many times through as you can. Stop where you are, rest one minute, and then you're going to pick up where you left off and just continue cycling through that for a total of three sets. When we finish that up, we have a bunch of stretches for the upper body and the thoracic spine. So you're just going to kind of pick which ones feel best for you and do them for the time frames that you feel are most necessary. All right, moving on to Friday. This is December 9th. Again, starting off with midline. So three rounds with a 10 minute window. It is 10 each side clamshell thrusters with a two second pause at the top and then max duration reverse plank hold 30 second minimum on that and a 60, 60 second cap. Rest one to one and a half minutes in between your sets and then you're gonna go back through. So there is a little bit more rest on this one just because the clamshell thrusters and the reverse plank hold can be pretty taxing. Um, but there is, a still, there is still a 10 minute window to complete all the movements in. So for those clamshell thrusters, you're gonna, we'll explain it a lot more in class. It'll make a lot more sense, but this one is gonna be targeted on the obliques and the outer part of the glute. So if you've ever done clamshells before, you're in almost kind of like an elbow. You're on your side with the elbow supporting you and the knees and the hips are on the ground. Knees are bent, feet are slightly behind. And you're just opening and closing that top leg. Um, with the clamshell thrusters, you're also gonna add an oblique crunch in there. So as you're lifting the hips up, the top leg opens. And then as you're com coming down from that crunch, the top leg closes. Um, and then with that reverse plank hold, you are gonna be on your back, legs are pretty extended, and you are going to focus on pushing the shoulder blades and the heels into the ground while keeping the glutes squeezed in the core super tight. So this is gonna be a little bit more glute, core, and lower back intensive. Um, obviously, if you're someone that has weaker glutes, weaker lower back, or any type of um, history of injuries with those muscle groups, um, then you can add a little bit more of a bend in the knees just to make it a little bit easier on the body. All right, when we finish that up, we're gonna be going into a primal pattern um, workout. So instead of doing sprints or for, for the winter, we are going to be replacing the sprint workout with a primal pattern workout. So really what these workouts are gonna be, they're gonna be very similar to a steady state type workout, but um, they are gonna be, you're gonna be seeing a lot more of kettlebell-based movements this is where we're gonna be doing more of like the crawling core movements. Um, and like I said, it's a little bit more kettlebell. So the kettlebell is going to force you to use the core in different ways than if you're using like a barbell, dumbbells, just because of how the weight is distributed with the bell. It is a little bit more uneven, so forces a little bit more core activation. So for the workout for today, it is gonna be a 16 minute running clock and you're gonna be rotating through 16 kettlebell figure eight uppercuts, 16 kettlebell gorilla rows, a 100 foot low bear crawl, two per side kettlebell Turkish get-ups, eight per side kettle single arm kettlebell push presses. So for the um, uppercuts, you guys know this one, we've been doing it in class, but just to kind of familiar guy, or just to kind of trying to think of the right word, to review. So just to kind of review these kettlebell figure eight uppercuts, 
you it is similar to a single arm kettlebell swing but instead of swinging it straight out in front you're going to be passing it to the other arm and then uppercutting across the body with the kettlebell so as you get ready to do the swing you're loading the body the same way pushing the hips back swinging the kettlebell in between the legs but instead of just swing, swinging it straight forward you're going to swap hands so as you're swinging it in you are switching the kettlebell to the other hand and then as you're standing up squeezing the glutes pushing the hips or pushing the feet through the floor locking out the legs you are going to uppercut across the body with the kettlebell and catch the bell with the other hand then with that same hand that is holding the handle of the kettlebell you're not going to switch the other hand same hand that is holding the handle of the kettlebell you are then going to swing back so go into the next rep, swinging back in between the legs, passing the kettlebell to the other hand. And then as you stand up from that swing, you're uppercutting across the body. The other hand touches the bell of the kettlebell. This will make a lot more sense when we go over it in class. With those kettle kettlebell gorilla rows, you are going to be using two kettlebells. So you're going to be pushing the hips back. So you're in a bent over row position, but you're going to be alternating arms for the gorilla row. So you are starting with both kettlebells on the ground or close to the ground in that bent over position. You're gonna row one kettlebell up toward the hip, control it down, that is one rep. You're gonna row the other one up toward the hip, control it down, that is two reps. And you're gonna do 16 total reps of this. Then you are gonna go into a 100 foot low bear crawl. So you are in that quadruped position. Then we're gonna go into two each side kettlebell Turkish getups. You're gonna have a kettlebell up overhead. I would say do two Turkish getups on one side and then go two on the other side so you're not trying to um, get hung up by trying to alternate the reps. If you're someone that um, you can do the sit-up portion of the Turkish get-up, but you, you can't quite get into the lunge just yet, then we can go into just a Turkish sit-up. Um, and so that's just your first part of the of the, Tur of the Turkish get-up where you're rolling onto the elbow, pressing up onto the hand, and then coming back down. I would just increase the reps to I would I would quadruple the reps do eight on one side eight on the other side um, if you're someone that can get the hips up but you can't sweep the leg back or you can sweep the leg back but you can't get into the lunge just yet or you can't stand up from the lunge this just yet you can pretty much go as far as you can in the movement with good position and then just modify the reps accordingly so if you're someone that can get the hips up but you can't sweep the leg back then I would probably do four on each side versus two on each side of the full Turkish getup once you finish up those Turkish getups or whatever variation you are doing then you are going to do eight each side single arm kettlebell push presses. So that kettlebell, again, loads a little or loads the upper body and just loads the core a little bit differently than if you're using a dumbbell. So with a dumbbell, the weight is obviously pretty evenly distributed. With the kettlebell, there's more weight on the bell. So there's more weight probably behind you. So it is gonna require a little bit more core stability. Ideally, if we can use the same weights across all of the movements, that would be great. But if you're someone that you need to use different weights for different movements, that is totally fine. And if we don't have the weight that you need in a kettlebell, then we can definitely use a dumbbell instead. When we finish that up, we're going to go into a bunch of different cool down movements. Again, just pick whichever ones are best suited for you and perform them for the time frames that are going to be obviously best suited for what your body needs. All right, moving on to Saturday, last day of the week. This is December 30th. So we're again starting off with midline. So three rounds, 20 kettlebell plank pull-throughs and 10 each side oblique hanging knees to chest. 
So plank pull through, pull throughs, we've done these a bunch of times. You're gonna be in a plank position with the kettlebell to the outside of the hand. With the hand that is furthest away from the kettlebell, you're gonna reach underneath the body, pull the kettlebell through to the other side, and that is gonna be one rep. And you're gonna be doing 20 total. You wanna make sure that you do have the shoulders stacked over the hands the entire time. Typically, as we start to get tired, the hands start creeping forward and we're loading the core less and less. So just make sure that you are aware of that position. And then with the oblique hanging knees to chest, you are hanging from a pull-up bar and then you're doing all 10 reps bring the knees up to one side, controlling it back down, doing all 10 reps on one side and then all 10 reps on the other side. Rest one minute in between your sets and then you're gonna go back through that for three rounds total. When we finish that up, you are going into a power workout. So it is three minutes on, one minute off for a total of four rounds and you are rotating through 15 kettlebell hang squat cleans and 12 burpees to a lateral plate hop, and you are gonna be picking up where you left off each round. There are a couple different ways that we can do these hang squat cleans. So the way that um, I would say most people should probably be doing it is with one kettlebell, and you're going to do more of like a dip straight down, go into like a high pull or an upright row with the kettlebell, drop the hands um, and the elbows down, on the handle and then go into a squat. If you're someone that have been has been doing these for a long time, these feel pretty good. The next version up from this would be doing two kettlebells. So swinging two kettlebells in almost like you're doing a dual kettlebell swing, but instead of swinging them straight out in front, you're basically gonna go into a butt squeeze shoulder shrug high pull and then drive the elbows under so the bells end up outside of the shoulders or outside of the hands. And then obviously, as you go into that um, turnover, you're dropping down into a squat. So that would be the step up from the single kettlebell hang squat clean. Weight should be fairly light for this because there are 15 of them. And I would say you want to be doing the 15 unbroken for the majority of the rounds because there's only three minutes that you're working at a time. Um, and then you're going to go into 12 burpees to a lateral plate hop. So you're going to have one plate. You're going to be doing a burpee to the outside of the plate, hopping on and then off to the other side of the plate, go down into a burpee, hop on the plate off to the other side. That would be two reps. So every time that you end up on the other side of the plate, that is one rep. And you're going to go through that for 12 reps total. If you're someone that does have any type of shoulder issues, back issues, anything like that, and you can't do a full burpee to the floor, then we can go into either a strict burpee where you're stepping back, doing a strict push-up, stepping back forward, and then doing a hop or a step over the plate. Or if we can't go into that push-up, then we can just stick with a regular down up. So that's just your burpee without a push-up. So again, you're rotating through this as many times as you can for three minutes. Stop where you are when the three minutes is up, rest one minute, and then you're going to pick up where you left off each round. When we finish that up, we're going into a little bit of a cool down. So the cool down is going to be focused a lot more on the quads and the calves, just because that's pretty much the muscle groups that we're targeting in this in this workout. So it's going to be very quad heavy with the squat cleans and then very calf he heavy with the burpees and the plate hops. So we'll be going through some stretches and some cool down movements for that after. Again, you're just going to pick whichever ones feel best for you or are, or are most necessary based on what's going on with your body. Do them for the amount of time that feels best for you. And that's pretty much how we're going to be ending the class. All right, guys. So that is your week. I know there's a lot of stuff that I kind of went over. If you guys do have questions about anything, please reach out to Andrew or I, but we're super excited about the strength cycle. We hope that you guys are too. I think it's going to be just a really good opportunity for everyone to dial in their personal goals and just be able to achieve the things that they really do want to achieve um, with just a little bit more fine tuning on the programming. All right, guys, can't wait to see you guys in class this week.